T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Uh, DJ Granville in our course, our undersheriff uh, Bill Cooley, who will be saying a couple words in a minute. Um, I just want to say that we're here to report that this narcotics investigation that began ne nearly three months ago culminated yesterday with the arrest of two individuals and the collective seizure, as you see, of approximately three and a half kilos of cocaine, five ounces of fentanyl. That's very important because that fentanyl, the very little amount of fentanyl, the damage it causes throughout the county, the deaths that are uh, related to uh, the fentanyl. So the fentanyl is used as a cutting agent to make this product more profitable for the uh, drug dealers, but at the same time, it tells you and everybody else that the drug dealers don't think about their customers and they're actually poisoning their product. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we have more than $212,000 in U.S. currency, as you see, and over $200,000 in property, along with eight handguns that were recovered, illegally possessed handguns, two of which are stolen, uh, one out of Niagara County and one out of the uh, state of Mississippi. I just wanted to turn it over to the uh, undersheriff, Bill Cooley, so he could give you a timeline and some details regarding uh, the events that led up to yesterday. Thanks, Sheriff. Uh, good afternoon. This was a, a complex case with a lot of moving parts, so please uh, bear with me as I help you uh, go through the chronology of this case. Uh, search warrants were obtained for 144 Milburn Street, 89 Deschler Street, and 1 Oxford Court, all in the city of Buffalo. The search warrant was also secured uh, to search the target of this investigation, identified as 33-year-old Sidney Mellerson of the town of Tonawanda. Uh, thereafter, sheriff's narcotics detectives set up a surveillance of Mellerson's residence in Tonawanda. From his residence, Mellerson traveled to 274 Hastings Avenue in the city of Buffalo, which was consistent with anticipatory information that was gleaned during the investigation. When Mellerson left Hastings, sheriff's detectives followed his car onto the 33 westbound, where they initiated a traffic stop. As detectives approached Mellerson, he attempted to flee and was subsequently boxed in by police vehicles. Mellerson proceeded to struggle with officers when a taser was deployed and he was taken into custody. He really created a very dangerous situation and uh, you know, we're grateful that no one was hurt and no property was damaged. Mellerson was found to be in possession of five ounces of crack cocaine. The search warrant was obtained for 274 Hastings Avenue in the lower. Recovered was two and a half kilograms of cocaine, about five ounces of fentanyl, and two loaded handguns which were both uh, reported stolen. 
Thereafter, search warrants were simultaneously executed by tactical teams from the FBI, HSI, BPD, and the Erie County Sheriff's Office, and the search warrants were executed at uh, 144 Milburn Street, 89 Deschler Street, and 1 Oxford Court. On Milburn, the house was occupied by about 16 individuals and uh, recovered was 16 ounces of crack cocaine and two loaded handguns. Uh, immediately prior to the execution of Deschler, a 9-11 call of an overdose emanated from that address and the mission, the execution of the search warrant was suspended until the first aid response concluded. Uh, thereafter, uh, they resumed and, and a loaded handgun was ultimately recovered from the Deschler address. This house was also occupied by about 14 individuals and again, these individuals are all drug users and, uh, and prostitutes. The houses were boarded up by the mayor's impact team and all the occupants therein were provided with assistance in the form of educational pamphlets from the Department of Health. At this point, Chief Granville's team secured a search warrant for defendant Sidney Mellerson's home at 113 Grandview Avenue in the town of Tonawanda. Present at this address was Mellerson's significant other, and outside in front of the house was an associate of Mellerson, later identified as 31-year-old Keyshawn Atwood. After detectives entered the home, Atwood left the scene. Recovered from a lockbox and other areas of the residence were thousands of dollars in U.S. currency, a loaded handgun which was recovered from a dresser drawer, and a receipt for a storage facility that Mellerson's significant other described as, a, as an old receipt. Uh, she continued to dissociate herself and Mellerson from the storage facility, you know, stating that the uses of the facility was, was historical. With that, Chief Granville directed two deputies to the storage facility to investigate the, verac the veracity of uh, her claims, and upon their arrival at the storage facility, they encountered Atwood who was earlier at the uh, address in Tonawanda. He was carrying two paper bags containing more than $200,000 in U.S. currency, and he was in possession of a 45 caliber handgun. He is currently in custody. Um, this was really a great job uh, by DJ Granville and his crew and all of our law enforcement uh, partners that are up here today. So with that, I'll turn it over to uh, District Attorney Flynn. Thank you. Thank you, Sheriff, and thank you, Under Sheriff. I uh, <clears throat> also want to thank my partners here, uh, Homeland Security, FBI, City of Buffalo, again, as we say so many times, uh, we all work together. We're all part of the same team. We don't have the problems that other jurisdictions have where the states don't talk to the locals, the locals don't talk to the feds, et cetera, et cetera. We all talk to one another. We all work with one another. And the reason for working with one another is that we get these off the streets. Um, the sheriff said that, you know, he alluded to the fact that these drug dealers don't care about anyone because they're poisoning their customers and other individuals. Um, I'll take it a step further. Uh, they're killing them, quite frankly. Uh, that the fentanyl mixed with the cocaine is killing people of our community. Simple as that. Yes, we're saving a lot of them with Narcan. Um, but just think about the number and the increase in overdose deaths that we've had in the past three years since COVID. Um, those, not, those increases in overdose deaths um, are a result of more and more of these drugs on our streets. And they are still rising even though people are getting saved with Narcan. 
Imagine how many people will be dead without Narcan and without the help of first responders saving these people's lives. So as far as I'm concerned, even though I can't charge them with a murder charge, um, these people uh, who are dealing drugs out there um, are killing people. And so um, the undersheriff alluded to uh, a couple of individuals here. Uh, just to let you know that uh, Sidney Mellerson uh, was previously arraigned and has some pending charges as well. He was arraigned on August 27th, uh, 2022, last summer, uh, in front of Buffalo City Court Judge Shannon Hannigan on one count of a controlled substance in the second degree, fifth degree, which is a D felony, one count of a criminal possession controlled substance in the seventh degree, an A misdemeanor, and two counts of drug paraphernalia. Uh, that, that arrest um, was in response to some shots being fired uh, on uh, Shutram uh, Street here in the city of Buffalo. When the police responded to the scene, um, they, they saw a number, approximately 16, I believe, um, users and prostitutes fleeing that, that house, and they uh, found Mr. Mellerson upstairs, um, and he had uh, the controlled substances uh, on him. Uh, I'm not going to specify what those controlled substances are at this time, but uh, he is still facing those charges, and those charges were all non-qualifying offenses, and he was released, um, and he was, he was out. In this case, it's actually a good thing he was released, because uh, if, if he was sitting in jail the whole time, none of this would have happened. So, in this case, bail reform worked. Uh, he got out, um, and, uh, and then we eventually, um, he obviously uh, remained on our radar, as the undersheriff uh, stated. Uh, he remained on our radar, and now we are here uh, today. Uh, he was uh, arraigned uh, this morning, uh, again in Buffalo City Court, in front of Judge Hennigan, uh, on criminal possession control substance of first degree for the um, uh, drugs that were found um, in the Hastings uh, house. He was uh, arraigned on criminal possession control substance of second degree for the drugs found on his person uh, when they pulled him over on the 33. On the 33, right? Um, and then he was um, charged with criminal possession control something in the third degree, which is the intent to sell, the overall intent to sell of the stuff on his person, allegedly, and the stuff in the Hastings house. In addition to that, in the house on Hastings, uh, two uh, handguns were found. Um, those handguns were uh, allegedly stolen as well. So he faces uh, two counts of criminal possession in the second degree, which are C felonies, and two counts of criminal possession of a stolen property, uh, which are E felonies. He is remanded this time. He's not getting out now, fortunately. <clears throat> um, he's remanded this time, uh, and he returns on March 15th, sorry, February 15th, for a felony hearing. Uh, Mr. Atwood um, was, um, uh, he will be arraigned, um, sorry, he, he is, um, he was arraigned, Mr. Atwood, also um, by Judge Hennigan uh, for an e-felony, which is tampering with physical evidence. Uh, and the, the legal theory is that the evidence, this is evidence used in drug dealing, and he is allegedly tampering with that evidence. So he's facing an e-felony, which he was uh, arraigned on this morning, uh, along with uh, allegedly there was an unloaded handgun 
that was found in that bag with the cash. Uh, that's an e-felony. Uh, he also was charged with obstructing of justice, uh, government administration, and resisting arrest. He gave the officers, allegedly, a hard time. Uh, those are both a misdemeanors, uh, and uh, he was released, obviously, because none of those charges are qualifying offenses. You can, you can walk around now with 200 grand in cash from drug dealers and walk out of court today in New York State. Um, <clears throat> Mr. Um, Mellerson um, will be arraigned this afternoon. One charge is still pending. He will be arraigned on a criminal possession of a weapon uh, in the second degree. Um, one of the handguns was found in the property in Tonawanda. He will be arraigned in Tonawanda court, um, I am told, this afternoon on that charge, which again is a C felony. So um, <clears throat> those are the players here. Um, the, this is um, obviously uh, a good day for this community, not only to get the cash off the street, which can go buy, buy more drugs, uh, but to get the drugs and the guns off our street as well. And hopefully um, this table right here uh, will save some lives. And at the end of the day, that's all we're trying to do is save lives. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Mr. Flynn. Um, I just wanted to add that, you know, with the uh, eight handguns here, the investigation's not over, so the uh, eight handguns will be um, analyzed, and we're going to see if uh, any of them have a body on them, any uh, shooting or um, homicides. So uh, we're going to continue with the investigation. And also I wanted to make a point regarding the, uh, the two encounters that our deputies had with uh, uh, the two individuals that were arrested. The, uh, the, the first individual that pulled over on the 33 when he made the surveillance, uh, that could have really gone sideways. And I, I just got to credit the uh, deputies for de-escalating that, that incident quickly, safely, and with no, no one getting injured. Uh, a taser was deployed. Uh, it worked. And then with the second uh, individual, when he was uh, coming out of the storage area with, with the money in a loaded 44 uh, handgun, I mean, that could have also turned deadly. And uh, I credit my uh, deputies for uh, doing an outstanding job de-escalating the issue, taking the, uh, the suspect into custody without any incident. If anyone has any questions for anyone up here, uh, Mr. McKinley. The storage facility. 400 Kenmore Avenue. Oh, yeah. Where's the blame? I mean, I money out because I, I obviously know the source of that, but it's being used for. But are they taking that in trade now for drugs? So, uh, as part of a seizure, uh, we have uh, we seized over two hundred twelve thousand dollars in cash, eight handguns, one vehicle, and also property to it. The jewelry. Um, they have to show how they came up with the money to purchase almost $175,000 in gold jewelry, um, not having allegedly any employment. So um, we will hold that. Uh, it will go to the courts, and uh, you know we'll see where it goes from there. Is that money bundled when you guys got your hands on it? This U.S. currency here was located in two individual bags. Uh, the money you see over here was located at the residence uh, in Tonawanda. So they bundled it. That's, that's correct. It wasn't specifically bundled like this. It, it was in this manner, but uh, we counted it 
and uh, rebundled it together. But it was bundled just just the same. So they would stop. There's 212,000 you said that's roughly roughly at two different locations, right? Mm -hmm. You said, and he had a bag at one place, right? Where he had. There was there was two bags located at the storage facility. And then this other money you see here was located at a residence in the town of Tonawanda. These people that you find in the houses, they're, I guess, users of the prostitution. Yeah. Um, we don't want to charge them. So, well, <coughs> no. So you give them pamphlets and off they go? Yeah, I guess, yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you try to help them. You know, you try to. How is that helping? Well, you, 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 I mean, get it. You, you could, for first, first of all, you, you, can't, you can't really make the legal argument that they're in possession of any of this stuff right here, all right? Um, you know, it, it's, it's tenuous. I, I'm, and, you know, you, you can't, there's no reason to hold them. I mean, you could, I mean, you could, again, if, if, you found, if you found crack on them or, or drugs on them, you could theoretically hold them, but that wasn't the case, okay? Um, you know, so. I mean, did they If they had drugs on them, if they, if they had drugs on them, um, and they had, or they had, you know, a crack pipe on them or stuff. But in this case right here, is that a downside to sale reform? Does it it's a, it's a huge downside of bail reform. Okay, I, I mean, you're going in the right direction here. Yeah, it's a huge downside of bail reform because, because now, you, let, let's say that one of them had a rock on them. All right, you, you can't even hold them now. All right, you have to give an appearance ticket. Okay, so you got to give them an appearance ticket, and then they, you know, they, you know, you schedule to come back to court two weeks later. They're not coming back to court, all right. So you can't, you can't hold them. You can't, you know, you, you can't, you can't put them really in a in, in a drug court or any kind of court because you you, you can't. You got no hammer hanging over their head, all right. You can't. The the hammer was bail. The hammer was holding them, and and without that hammer hanging over their head. Yeah, you can try to put them, you know, through opioid court. You can try to put put them through mental health court. You can try to put them through a diversion program, but they're just not showing up now, okay? Because there's no hammer hanging over their head. And so, yeah, I I know it sounds facetious, but yeah, you give them a pamphlet. You try. You say, hey, you know, here you go. But at the end of the day, are you really helping them? Probably not. I, I'm. I'm just as cynical as you are, okay? I mean, you know, probably not. <laughs> I mean, what's that? Well, it's again, they're they're never going to admit that they have this money, okay? Let's be caught up with them, all right? So they're they're going to say they're poor, all right? So now, 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 yeah, they if, if it's in there. I mean, if one if, if if their sister or brother shows up with cash for 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 bail, then yeah, I mean, then then they will, but. Again, I, I'm, you know, it all, it all depends on whether or not they're willing to just, to, you know, to sit in jail for a little while so their sister and brother doesn't find out about their money. It's up to the individual. Can I just add something? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, yeah. I just wanted to add something to Dave's question. You know, that's a really good point. So we have about 180, I'm sorry, we have 825 incarcerated individuals in our two facilities. Half of those are receiving medication for mental illness and or counseling for mental illness. A hundred are in our MAD program, the Medicine Assisted Treatment Program, where they receive or Suboxone or Methadone. Some people don't get any services whatsoever in the community until they are arrested and end up at the holding center. There's people that have never been to a dental clinic. 
have never uh, been diagnosed and, and, and somebody telling them you're a diabetic, you have hypertension, medication. So those services that they receive when they come through the doors, they've, they're not receiving right, right now because of bail reform and they're not going through the process. So I think the issue is what's going on out in the community. Uh, we have a lack of mental health facilities and we also have a lack of detoxing facilities. So um, I just wanted to make that point. We have a very um, sick group of people that come through the doors of the holding center. And as you can imagine, uh, the people that are using uh, and injecting fentanyl and heroin and cocaine, and sometimes cocaine and heroin, the hepatitis, abscess, uh, blood, blood uh, disorders, and everything else. And uh, yeah, people are not getting uh, any kind of uh, treatment out there, Dave. The, 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 the individuals who created the bail reform made a conscious decision when they were advocating to Albany that this is what we want passed. They made a conscious decision that on the scales to weigh here that it is better for an individual not to be arrested, not to get into the criminal justice system than it is for them to get help. Yeah. Does bail reform prevent you from getting arrested? In some cases. I mean, listen here. Uh, again, not, 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 not all of bail reform is evil and bad, okay? There are, listen here, um, for, for put, put, aside, put aside this right here. You got the kid who steals a candy bar at Walmart, all right? You know, so that, that kid, you know, you know, again, assuming the kid just did it for, for you know, for, for non-drug for non reasons, not, you know, I mean, he, he just stole a candy bar at Walmart. Um, you know, that, that, that kid, all right, he, he's not in on bail. That's a good thing, all right? But the, the fact that our treatment courts, the number of people in our treatment courts statewide has gone down dramatically since bail reform, dramatically. And those people potentially are going to die, and those people need help. Not potentially need help. They need help, all right? And bail reform to some degree, is a cause of those individuals not going into treatment court and not getting the help, and the answer to your question, yes, dying. I think you've mentioned in the past that judges' discretion could help prevent bail reform or cases like this from spiraling out of control. Is that still what you would like to see change within the law? Well, judges' discretion can only go so far because when you have non-qualifying offenses, there, are no, there is no judge discretion, all right? So on a non-qualifying offense, um, which is Mr. Atman, okay? You know, m m m Mr. Atman, Mr. Atman is allegedly, again, he's innocent until proven guilty, he's allegedly found standing outside of the storage facility as they walk up to, they walk up to the storage facility outside with the bags of cash um, and an unloaded handgun as well. Uh, there is no judge's discretion in that case. Per law, per statute, he walked out of court this morning. How many you have over $400,000 here just from cash and jewelry? What, if you're able to prove these charges in court, what happens to, to, to that $400,000? Well, it, it, go, it, goes through our, it goes through our 
asset forfeiture process. So the, the onus is on the defendant. All right, so the defendant now, if, if the defendant want, wants to make a claim for this returned, they have to initiate that, that claim, all right, and then we litigate that, all right. Um, uh, but if there's no claim made, then we basically keep this and administratively process it, and we divvy it up amongst all of this right here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I worked in narcotics for 10 years in Buffalo, and there was a lot of narcotics back then, and there's a lot of narcotics now. Um, yes, but to answer your question, there is an emphasis. Uh, we have a great chief, uh, DJ Granville. He has a great team of detectives, and, uh, and the undersheriff, Bill Cooley, and myself are uh, uh, cops for uh, boots on the ground people. So um, we're in tune with what's going on, and uh, we give uh, the chief, all the resources they need, because we have something here that's a different animal, and this is fentanyl. I mean, I remember cases back when in Buffalo when there it was a series of overdoses, and the individual was mixing uh, in the heroin a horse tranquilizer, and there was a series of people that died throughout the West Side. Now you have fentanyl. You have fentanyl that's being mixed in with heroin, with cocaine. Sometimes it's it's just fentanyl, and the biggest seizure of fentanyl. El Chapo's fentanyl was on Folger Street in South Buffalo a few years back. So, I mean, this is, this is deadly stuff. If I go to a bar and I order a beer or a glass of wine and somebody gives me poison, wouldn't that be murder? So, these drug dealers don't care about their customers. So, you know, I, I think uh, times have changed, Dave. I remember uh, over on the west side when uh, people used to uh, deal heroin and on French Street in Buffalo, uh, on the uh, east side of Buffalo, uh, the drug dealers used to put a laxative in there for their customers because it would bind you, the opiates. Now they're putting fentanyl, so I guess they don't care. And the other part about that is when there was a series of overdoses coming from one house, we went out there and we told all the users to stay away from that house. What they did instead was they said, that's fire and we're going to that house to use it. So does it, it doesn't make sense. Does it make it better or does it make it, 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 make it, it, it makes it, yeah. You get a, you get a better, you get a, you get a better high than if you were so mix it with a laxative or um, okay. vitamin, uh, a vitamin blend that they used to use, or so baking soda. If you had 10 customers and yeah. you killed five of them, you got to five more. Yeah, it's, it's an epidemic. It's an epidemic. So use my, use my scale analogy, all right? The drug dealers are making a conscious decision that, you know what? I think that I'm going to put fentanyl in here because they get a better high. They're going to they're, they're crave it more. They're going to come back. And you know what? On the other hand, they're not going to die because Narcan's out there. They're going to get saved. So the odds are, the odds are, they're going to, you know, for 10 people, nine are going to come back. Yeah, maybe one will die, but 
They don't care about that. They're, they're not good people. Mexico, California. right from Mexico. So we can't dismiss that at this point. We are going to further investigate and see if this evidence was tied to that case. I mean, that was a lot of kilos. So that's a really good question. It, we're, it's under investigation. Where are those people today, those three? We, we, have them, we have them at the holding center. And, 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 yes, and speaking of the holding center, one, one you know, sheriff, I'm concerned about the fentanyl on the streets. However, I'm also concerned about people that are being arrested and are bringing in fentanyl, you know, secreting it and then using it and overdosing. So, you know, the, 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 the time when people used to bring contraband cigarettes and marijuana and whatever else, those days are gone. This is fentanyl. This is deadly. I can't believe that, you know, people are not charged with murder. I mean, we have to look at some legislation to charge the, the people that are knowingly putting a poison where somebody's injecting it into their system. I just don't understand. Well, we, 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 they, the, we, we have given a number of cases of the feds. So the, fed, the, feds, um, uh, the feds have a much better statute, as the sheriff correctly pointed out there, that we need, we need new legislation perhaps. But the, the feds have a much better statute on charging an individual with a homicide-related offense on selling drugs. So there have been a number of cases over the years uh, that, that we have sent to the feds for them to prosecute for a homicide charge. But yeah, our state charges, as the sheriff correctly said, our state charges are not great. Um, and also, I, I, I forgot, I'd be remiss, um, all the great players that are back up here, my great ADA, Jimmy Mansour, um, is up here as well. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, Jimmy, uh, what was integral in, uh, in helping the, all these guys out with the search warrants and, and other items for, for getting this bus right here. <clears throat> Surveillance, timing, uh, the fact that the individual uh, pulled over in the 33, um, he was trying to um, get rid of the uh, surveillance and he must have noticed, pulled over on the 33, it could have really gone sideways. I mean, they did a fantastic job of de-escalating, taking the individual into custody without any injuries. I mean, you know how the 33 people are flying and uh, that's what, what happens. A lot of times you, you keep on looking to move up the ladder, uh, another house, another house. Uh, it, it was time to uh, take this down. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.